Hello and welcome to the Flix Forum podcast, where each episode we go back and we look at a Netflix original film in the honour of release. Today, we've got Netflix 150th film. It's the 2019 romantic comedy, Someone Great, directed by Jennifer Caton Robinson. It stars Gina Rodriguez, Brittany Snow, DeWanda Wise, Lakeith Stanfield and Peter Vack. I'm Jesse and I am here with MJ. How are you? I'm good, Jesse. I'm good. How are you, mate? 150 episodes what a an achievement what a milestone i was gonna say well like i know because we've done more than 150 because we have done bonus episodes here and there and we've done a few sort of fan voted episodes from movies out of order but this is the 150th in the order of release so netflix release original films and then let's should we clarify how we do obviously we don't do documentaries we don't do tv series we just do feature movies i guess so to speak and and they have to be international uh netflix originals so not just ones that are in australia like we are um so this is the 150th netflix original that they've released is that is that kind of right jesse 100 you you bang on this is the the 150th that's um available worldwide on netflix uh, since we have started we do have two that have um been taken off that list um so way back at the start we did uh crouching tiger hidden dragon the, the sword of destiny the sequel um that uh since it's being you know sold as a netflix original has um had a theatrical release and distribution through china so um and china don't have netflix so that's uh, sort of been dropped off the list and uh mm. the other one was a french film that we did a while ago called blockbuster which was a bit of a, oh. a romance romantic type of film which has dropped off too but um we're still going to claim them uh, because when we did them they were in that on that list <laughs> yeah so um, I'm, I'm constantly checking the upcoming ones because um in a couple of episodes time there's one that's uh that we we make this list ages ago and one that mm. sort of dropped off and i've looked at them i can't work out why it's been dropped off so uh, uh. Yeah, we'll, have to, we'll just keep an eye on it. And it's, it's you know, it, there's 150 films, probably 140 of them I probably would never have watched. Yeah, I think that's the beauty of this, right? Um, but I just, I do want to shout out to you, credit to you for being the anchor of this and really running with it. I know it started off a long time ago with three of us, um, then obviously yeah. moved to two of us. And then I, I took my little sabbatical for a little bit and, and had, a, <laughs> had a couple of months <laughs> off and you were doing all the heavy lifting on your own so jesse well done mate you've you've um, been uh you are the face of flicks for i don't don't think so because uh without you know the, it's not nothing without someone to bounce off so it's uh it's been good to for you know the two of us to do a majority of these together anyway uh you know we've had a couple of guests along the way too which has been nice and yeah. um yeah, we just we just keep chugging along, keep uh, giving it a crack and see how much further we can go. And, you know, we've mentioned it many times. We probably thought we would have been up to date by now, <laughs> but it just hasn't happened. Netflix is just going bananas. I think I, I checked the other week. I might have even sent you a message that they, you know, did their, like, this is what's coming out of Netflix this month. And there was like 20 original films or something ridiculous in a month. It's like, how the hell are we supposed to keep up with your Netflix? We're trying to do your your dirty work by promoting your films on our enormous podcast platform um, and and you just just jumping ahead of us yeah and uh, uh yeah who, who knows what's gonna you know especially with uh the way that the world's heading towards streaming releases and um studios trying to dish off films they they may just uh, keep adding to that collection um in a large volume but you know what the beauty is as film lovers we are still getting lots of films obviously there's a lot of talk about the demise of of 
the theatrical experience and, you know, whether a lot of cinemas around the world are going under and, and the like, at least we still get to see new films being made. Uh, and, you know, the more streaming platforms that we have, the more likely that we are to see little films that may not have been looked at um, finally getting to see the light of day. Don't get me wrong, I love the theatrical experience. I'm never going to stop going to the movies and I don't want to lose that, but it is nice to see lots of movies at our disposal. Yes, completely agree. But uh, it's been a good little uh, look back at what's been going on, but we should get into the actual film that we're talking about, which is uh, titled Someone Great. And we start off with our fast flicks and our quick summary of, of what it's all about. So what is this one about for you? Yes, Someone Great. So uh, fast flicks is keen to have one big night with her gals before leaving town after dealing with a breakup. Jenny goes down memory lane to discover why her relationship didn't work and what is the best thing for her in the future. Nice. Um, I've, I've gone more broad. I've just said that, you know, it's a group of friends that are all dealing with relationship issues. Um, they plan one last epic night out in New York City together before they go their separate ways. I prefer yours. Uh, I, I, mine didn't really capture the, the vibe of the, uh, of the film very well. I think yours did a lot, good job of that. Yeah, thank you. That's very nice. Well, um, this is my favourite part to sit back and listen to you explain how this film has arrived on our Netflix uh, services. Yeah, I don't have too much exciting for you, but I will actually start by saying there's going to be spoilers in this in this podcast. So if you haven't seen someone great, um, we're probably going to ruin it for you. So if you want to see it and you don't want it ruined, then um, <laughs> watch it. Come back, come back to us, and you can enjoy enjoy the conversation and be part of the conversation on social as well. So, um, the inspiration for this movie um, I have since discovered was largely based on the the album 1989 by Taylor Swift, um, and there's a track on that album specifically that uh, that was a strong inspiration for it. That was a track called Clean. Um, and ironically, the, the film, once it was released, actually inspired Taylor Swift to write the song Death by a Thousand Cuts, um, which was on her 2019 album Lover. I don't think I, I don't mind Taylor Swift. Um, I don't think I like that Lover album, though. I think it was, I like, I like, I like a lot of country music. So she's got obviously those country roots. Anyway, I'm digressing. Uh, um, I'm the same. Taylor, I've, I saw Taylor Swift in concert, so I like her too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <It's fine>. Um <laughs> So our, um, our director, Jennifer Caton Robinson, um, also cited the 2017 song Supercut by Lord as another inspiration for the film. Um, it's interesting. Not often you hear of a, a movie inspired by songs, um, but clearly there's this notion of women taking their own life and their own relationships back on themselves and making a decision that's the right decision for them. And that's obviously the real essence of this film and, and what she was trying to portray. So um, she wrote this film as well, Jennifer Caton Robinson. Um, and it was basically came to public attention in Feb 2018. Uh, Gina Rodriguez was signed on to star in the film. Um, and yeah, from then on, it seemed to be a pretty smooth transition of the other actors coming on board. And it's that two months later, April 2, they started principal photography. Um, and then it was a year later, April 19, 2019, when the film was released as a Netflix original on Netflix. I didn't actually see, and I'm hoping that you maybe did find this out, where and when Netflix came 
on board in this in this process it seems like it was not a big deal so maybe they're on from the from the very start yeah i'm sorry don't have an answer for you um mm. most of the thing yeah I've, I've only got what you've got really um i think that yeah they they must have jumped on somewhere um usually they make a big deal about it if um if they were there from the start so i don't know I, I, it's a tricky one who knows um if anyone does know, yeah, let us know. yeah. But generally, they either they make a big deal out of it by saying it was great to work with Netflix, and you know mm. they gave us full creative control. But then otherwise, you often find out when they came on board because mm. obviously either another production company was like, "No, nah, we can't distribute this" or whatever. So yeah, I just couldn't find anything. Yeah, good point. Um, the, the title for this one across the world, uh, they the only differences realistic were in in multiple languages they changed the the word someone um from from being someone great so let's change that word great to someone extraordinary special good wonderful and even cool so um someone cool was the title um around the world there the, the best one was in in japan it was called um someone great for those who shine i just thought that was a a, a, oh, a, a nice little title um in in japanese <laughs> the only other the only other little bit of a uh, trivia i guess is that uh, the title or the, the character names for um, Nate, Jenny, and Blair are all the same as characters on Gossip Girl, which is also in New York City. So um, I think there's a new Gossip Girl remake that's just come out recently. So anyone that's uh, into Gossip Girl, um, yeah, let us know. <laughs> I, you, did you watch Gossip Girl? I watched the first season. Um, okay. And then I was like, this, this isn't for me. Uh, <laughs> I gave up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, my wife watched it and I could never, I never really got into it at all. I didn't know there was a new one though. Is it like this, a, a remake? A reimagining, or, or I think like from what I hear. Off, a re- okay. From what I hear, it's a reimagining. So, um, okay. yeah, interesting. Um, what's, what's the, what are the consensus on this on critics and audiences saying about it? Yeah, I have to say, I'd, I'd never heard of this movie. Um, I know uh, we have a list of the movies that we cover on the podcast. So that's how I'd heard of it, but. It's got a 6.2 out of 10 on IMDb of 20,000 ratings and even better with 3.2 out of 5 on Letterboxd with nearly nearly 40,000 ratings. Um, it's obviously got a decent cast, so there's some familiarity, familiarity with the names there, but really popular and and lots of people, pretty pretty good results in terms of numbers. So, yeah, I've never heard of it. It's good. I think um, it's. I got my uh, numbers a little while ago and... By the look of things, it's it's gone up since um, I looked at it maybe two That's weeks weird. ago. So, so uh, when I looked, there was only a three point one on Letterbox. So for it to, to move Ooh. that much, and by the sounds of it, it's possibly had about three thousand extra ratings too. So um, that's that's big in a couple of weeks for a film that's a couple of years old. Yeah, that's weird. Um, I don't know. Yeah, maybe it's, it's being promoted somewhere. Who knows? But the the only other one that I'll add in is is Rotten Tomatoes, where it, it sits at actually certified fresh on eighty three percent. So that's on fifty three critic reviews, and the audience has had it a little bit lower at sixty five percent on a bit over five hundred. So um, overall, fairly positive. Fairly positive movie. I remember you saying that your wife wouldn't watch a movie if it wasn't at least three stars on Letterboxd, which is tough. <laughs> Very tough. Tough ask, but this is. Uh... This is something that she would sit down and watch, according to that. Probably could have uh, watched this one with her too. Um, and yeah. maybe that leads us into our early thoughts. What are your early thoughts for this one? I thought it was okay. Um, I think the leads had a really nice connection. I genuinely felt like they were mates. But it weirdly had this realistic feel to it, which actually comes off a little bit strange on screen. I really bought into the vibe of it, but um, I, I kind of don't know how to articulate this because... 
the idea of making something realistic is is a good thing because it means that you can connect with it and relate to it. But I think there's a level of theatrics that needs to be really present in movies because if you actually just like watched you and your mates going out drinking and stuff, it's actually pretty boring viewing. <laughs> and I just think that there was this, they tried so hard to make these friendships really realistic that it didn't translate that well on screen. It felt a bit weird and forced at times, but I don't know. I, 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 that's just how I felt. And I can understand how people feel the exact opposite. So I get that. But um, yeah, I, so I, I just think I had a bit of a lack of connection um, to a lot of the components in the film. It, I didn't really feel like I was part of the journey. I never got too invested. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, last week when we sort of said we were doing this film this week, uh, you know, it was like oh, 150th a, a rom-com for MJ. I was like sitting there perfectly for him. So, um, and, you know, I, I think I mentioned, uh, you know, I've mentioned many times before that this type of genre is uh, not necessarily the, the the type of film that um, ticks the boxes for me. Um, but I, I dug this. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> I knew you were leading to that. <laughs> um, like it's nothing new, but the the characters, the chemistry, I really, really enjoyed this. I thought this was uh, excellent. <laughs> Good. Uh, yeah. So yeah, bring it on, bring it on. Let's uh, let's hit some characters. Who do you want to start off with? Uh, I started with Jenny, who was played by Jenny Rodriguez. I thought that Jenny Rodriguez was really overdoing this. Um, she basically buzzed throughout this whole film and I guess I never really got the opportunity to connect with her because of that. I thought she was just doing too much every single scene. Um, with that said, I, I appreciate her journey and her arc and I think so much of this film is obviously about growing up and figuring out what you need to do in order to realise your dreams um, or even just realising your potential and you know, nothing really does it better than going through the stages of a failed relationship to decide whether you want to, in her case, stay somewhere for love or, or, or leave to do something for yourself and I, I think that was a pretty cool little arc that she goes on really it's, it's like a 24-hour arc but obviously we, we sort of skip time and go back and really understand where she's at yeah I, I think I probably agree that her, the performance is probably a little bit hammed up and um, I think what I liked about her was that often we see um, characters that are like you know we mentioned she went she's gone through this breakup and it's a long-term relationship you know nine years or mm. whatever it was and, and this breakup's occurring because she's actually following her dreams you know going to work for rolling stone having to move location and i think what i liked about her that we don't well, don't often see in these types of movies where someone's really down and out and upset about a breakup they'll sit there and cry in a, a pit of sorrow for ages where i thought that it was good that she wasn't shy to share her struggles like it, it, the and that was I know it was done through flashbacks a lot, but I didn't mind that, you know, she was, she was out and about with her friends and, and going through these moments while they were there. And I don't know. I just, I liked that. Mm, that's cool. That's a good point. Yeah, no one wants to sit there and watch someone wallow for 90 minutes. Yeah, exactly. Um, who have you got next? I've got Erin next. Um, and I appreciated that her, her story kind of started to really blossom because She's got that dry, disconnected sense of humor and almost state of being, but she kind of stepped out from being this buddy sidekick, which I was a bit worried that that's what her role was going to be in this entire film. And like, she was a really, really good friend. Um, but fortunately, she sort of became more than that. And I got to a point where I was almost more invested in her story and, and her trying to, she's literally going through, literally is a bad word. She's basically going through the same, you know, struggles as um jenny in the sense that she needs to grow up and figure out what she wants to do to take the next step 
in her in her situation it's about owning her feelings and, and being true to herself so it's a little bit different but um yeah i got really invested in her story which was which was good for someone i was worried was going to be this little buddy sidekick character yeah, I agree. I think I, I connected straight away because I didn't mind a few of the one-liner uh, comedic point, <laughs> points from her. They were, they were quite good. And and then I think yeah, her character is that that ideal of, of struggling to commit with, um, you know, that, that relationship and work. And, you know, they make comments about her just living this lifestyle of, of a younger self. Um, and, and I liked the the follow through with the explanation towards the end of, you know, this, this past hurt that she's experienced, which is sort of, she hasn't been able to deal with. And now she's sort of at that stage that she's comfortable to do that. And I think I liked that little arc that we saw, even though, you know, it probably could have been her film if they wanted to, to move it mm-hmm. that way, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Um, and that obviously leads to our third member of our gal pal trio, um, Blair. I was probably less invested in Blair. Um, I like Britney Snow, but I was probably less invested in Blair, but she sort of compliments the other two nicely. I think she's almost got her shit together too much to the point where she's living a boring, dull lifestyle and she kind of didn't even realise how she got there. Um, And that works. That's relatable. Um, And it, it sort of took her friends to strip it all back to remember how important it is to have fun and to follow what you're interested in doing and what you want to do. And, and that was kind of cool to see that happen as well, albeit to a lesser scale than the others. Yeah. I, I, um, I think I liked that. Well, I didn't like the the introduction to it because I was like, oh, not a corny character that's going to be over the top, um, a bit of a prude almost. And, you know, this, this relationship that just seemed you know, picture perfect 1950s sitcom sort of thing. And I liked, yeah. I liked that they, they stated straight away pretty much that, she wasn't happy and I like that they broke that up early on. And, you know, that's another, uh, another example of getting over this type of relationship. And, and it was good to see her start to take risks throughout um, leading up to, you know, understanding what she can do to, to live her best life. So um, yeah, yeah. It wasn't, wasn't as annoying a character that she could have been. Yeah. Yeah. Good call. And I think they needed her too for that stability and that friendship group to, to some extent as well. Yeah. Um, the only other one I do want to talk about is Nate. Um, played by Netflix's own Lakeith Stanfield. I think this is like his fourth or fifth Netflix original film. Great actor, Lakeith Stanfield, obviously, beyond Netflix as well. Um, I mean, we don't really get a good look into him because basically we're only ever seeing him from Jenny's perspective. Um, He's actually a guy who just seems a little bit stuck. He's not overly ambitious, but he craves direction. He certainly has his own self-confidence issues and he he struggles living in, in Jenny's shadow. Um, the most of all, he kind of struggles with the idea of growing up and, and moving on. And it took Jenny a while, um, but it's more or less what was holding her back. Uh, and again, this is him in the context of his relationship with Jenny, because we don't see him outside of that at all. Um, but I guess that's the strength of the story that um, that they wanted to tell was, was about someone who is a, a strong female lead who's choosing herself as opposed to, you know, choosing a guy that's potentially holding her back. I think you've said that really well. It was, it was good to, you know, um, purposely not show his point of view or his side of view because we didn't, we didn't need that. And they, they did a clear enough um, job of, of showing that he was the opposite of her. She was um, career driven. He struggles to, um, to know what he wants to do in life. 
And that's all you really need to know with him. And we could live mm. through her moments with him to get an understanding of, you know, the highs and the lows that they experienced and, you know, giving like having, adding an extra uh, layer or context to, to where he's at probably wasn't, we, we, we learned enough. We didn't know, need to know anymore. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Good. And any other characters? No, there's not, not really. You got no. anyone? No, I was just going to um, mention briefly the director, Jennifer Caton Robinson, um, directing debut, currently in production on a second feature called um, Strangers, which has a couple of Netflix uh, familiars in it. It's got uh, Maya Hawke, from, who was in the, the recent oh, yeah. Fear Street, mm-hmm. uh, as well as um, Camila Mendez, who was from Perfect Date. She was the the good-looking chick that the the dude oh, yeah. left and just made made out with randomly. Um <laughs> Yeah, but, that's right. That was a bad scene. Yeah, it was a, bad, it was a very bad scene. Um, but mostly known for writing, I think. So um, wrote the screenplay for Unpregnant, which is a, a really good oh, film yeah. from last year, if um, if anyone wants to check that out. And I think has written the upcoming Thor um, sequel, Love and Thunder. So All right. um, some big big credits there. Well, having a look, she's only really been prevalent in the last few years. And mm. then mainly with writing and producing a bit, a bit more directing to come. But, um, God, that's a good that's a good get is the, the Thor sequel. Yeah, um, really good. Yeah, and like unpregnant, very, very funny too. A lot of those sort of okay. one-liners that we see from um, Aaron's character. So you can yep. sort of see what's going on. <laughs> Good. All right. Um, time to talk about some scenes. What are some ones that you enjoyed? You know what's interesting with this film? Um, when I watch a film for this podcast, I, I try not to take too many notes because I like to be in the film. But I tend to just jot down every now and then a scene that like sticks with me or a scene that I don't like so we can talk about it. I have never <laughs> watched a movie in the 150 odd that we've done where I've written less. This, this movie, oh. I just kind of just sat and watched and I didn't hate it and I didn't like it. There's nothing really that stood out. So retrospectively, I did like the scene where, and at the time I did like it, where, uh, I've forgotten name again, where Blair breaks up with her boyfriend and he's just like, oh, thank you. God, I just, I thought that was quite a funny little realization because I must admit it tricked me to thinking it was going to be the exact opposite. So I thought that was really clever and a good, you know, a good nod to the fact that, because uh, that could have made guys look really pathetic in this, but it's good just like, you know what, guys and girls both get stuck in this route and they just need the confidence to do something about it. So I like that. And I did like the ending at um, Washington Square Park with her, with her girls all coming together and, and her basically, you know, pulling off the band aid and saying, no, nah, done. I've come to come to peace with it uh and i'm and i'm moving on so i like that too good um i'm gonna start with like a little bit of a language warning because i'm gonna quote a couple of uh the the line the lines that made me laugh in this one um and it started off early and that maybe that's why i got into it so quickly because we see jenny sitting at this uh train station with this random chick at the start you know complaining about her breakup you know one of those things you know just you see often in movies with you know pouring your soul out to someone that you don't even know (laughs) and this random chick just says to her like what man doesn't want to put his dick in your mouth with those pretty teeth chomping on his dick and i just i was was killing myself laughing i was like wow what sort of movie are we in for here (laughs) uh, i thought that was quite funny um and then again, like, you know, Blair's, Blair's partner um, throughout, like he was over the top, but, you know, he just comes in and with this one line where he like gives it his really gross kiss. And <laughs> I mean, he just goes, you know, I just creamed my PJs. He <laughs> <laughs> was pretty funny, actually. It just made me laugh. Um, I thought that the flashbacks were a standout uh, for me in this one too. The the memories of, of Jenny and Nate, they're well done. And I, I particularly liked the one where he, you know, he, he says, I love you. And, she didn't know what to say back. And mm. often we, 
we see, this is like a reverse situation that we often see in films where more often than not in films, it's the female saying it's the male that sort of um, is the one that's hesitant with it. So it was really nice to see it sort of um, that reverse. And um, and then, you know, to such a serious moment that you, you feel that awkwardness for, for him to go in the shower and she followed him in the shower and, and scares him and he gets the soap in his eyes. It was just really relatable. Like, ah, I got soap in my eyes. Like, it was, I don't know. <laughs> just, I don't know. No, I was, you're right. I, that's, I was that's into this. Um, like I said, a lot of Aaron's lines were, were just good. Um, I think one that really stood out to me was that uh, grief is an emotion best served with a side of stiff dick. That's <laughs> 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 that was great. Um, I enjoyed the, there's a scene where they pop into like a service station or a gas station and they just break into song. <laughs> I was just like, I was like, oh, this, this could, could be a bit corny. And then when the, the, the worker there sort of comes in with these lines talking about, you know, pay for your munchies and get out. You're scaring my cat. He's <laughs> like, this ain't no karaoke bar. I was, I was, I was killing myself laughing. I thought it was, I thought it was hilarious. Oh, good. I'm glad. Uh, and um, finally that um, uh, Jenny's on the train riding and she's writing this sort of summary of the relationship. And I wrote it down because I wouldn't like, I just, this, this was a wow moment for me. I was like, wow, that was, that was so good. Um, she's, I think she said one more kiss, one more meal, then we can part go to bed one more time. My hope is if we add up one mores, they will equal a lifetime and never have to let go. This isn't real. No more one mores. We didn't just grow apart. We grew up. Sometimes things don't break. They shatter. Remember how beautiful it was. We were magic forever. And I was like, ah, that just got me. That got me me the feels. I was like, that's just such a good way of summarizing. And maybe because I was into this, this story so much, it was just, I thought it was lovely. It's really good. And it also, obviously it rings, true for so many people because even at that point you're still not sure which way she's going to go with this and then the mm. way she defines it is okay she's basically saying like i know we should break up but you know what i just can't let's just do one more one more one more and all mm. of a sudden you know what let's we can make this work but her ability to to say like it was it was perfect while it lasted but it mm. doesn't last forever it's it's really good it's really good writing mm, i agree completely agree all right sorry took up a bit of time what didn't you like in this one no and it- Again, there wasn't much. I think again, I, I I probably didn't enjoy, not enjoy. I didn't really like. I'm I'm clutching at straws, but the constant drug use and referencing got a little bit tiresome for me. I didn't think it was as important to the story, and I almost want to think that like it didn't really even come come full circle that they had a big thing where they were off their face and did the wrong thing. I think the only thing I could say was that scene where they went to um, Aaron's partner's house, Leah, maybe, and then they were obviously pretty intoxicated and. But that's the only real re- real ramifications we got from them doing it all, but it was so highly referenced throughout the whole film. Hmm. Usually that's a that's a prude-old me comment. <laughs> I know, it sounds prudish. <laughs> I, and I don't mind. Like, I've got no problems with movies that are uh, with drugs and alcohol. They get people off their face and do funny things. I'm all for that. But this was kind of like we just got to keep referencing drugs just so, like, all the younger people know that we're being cool and we're referencing yeah. it, but they're not really doing anything with it. That's, that's probably more it. Cool. Um, the only thing that I didn't really like in this was they made a comment about Kanye West being the secret headliner for this gig. So I was like sitting there going, oh, sweet, Kanye's going to be in this. And he wasn't. And that upset me. <laughs> <laughs> Big letdown. Yeah, uh, Kanye's never doing this kind of movie. He's a weird dude. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, uh, what's what's this one trying to say? What are some themes or some ideas? Yeah, there's a couple of really strong ones. Um, and that idea of, of growing up. And when I say growing up it, and you know, it, it's from like your 20-somethings into actually what you want to do with your life. This is not teenage growing up. Um, 
and and being okay if you still don't have all the answers, but not losing sight of what you love and what makes you tick, and allowing that to be your guide rather than what you think you should be doing. Because basically, all three of them are doing what they think they should be doing, as opposed to what they want to do, and they they break out of that rut. So, um, and finally, it's just that that big old fat juicy theme of friendship, um, and, and the value of um, that always. I'm always there for you type friend and, and how being that friend actually has benefits for you as well. On the flip side with Blair, like she's just doing the right thing for her, but it's turning out to give her the, the benefits of the friendship too. But yeah, that, that friendship is so palpable in your, in your twenties and such a big part of your life. And I think that's pretty, pretty well captured in this film. Yeah. I don't have too much to offer. I've, you know, you've mentioned that bond of the female friendships, that idea of change, loss, growing up, they're not going to be young forever and, and getting it together, moving on, which you've all said in different words anyway. And the last thing is, I guess, yeah, what 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 do you want out of life? Like, what do you need to do? Do you need to be successful in your work? Do you need to be with someone that has similar um, career aspirations as you or, or, you know, just what, what, what do, what does work for you? Mm. Um, yeah. I think one of the positives of it is that they didn't try and, say too many things it was just was really punchy on the things that was important was important yeah exactly all right well what did you take away from this one yeah this is probably me being a little bit um a little bit overly negative but i I think i I felt as though it was trying to be the more adult comedy for girls with sort of the, the sex and the language and the drugs and the whole you know we know how adults interact type setup but then it still wanted to play in the romancy chick flick type space and i just don't know how well that meshed for me um, and it seemed it seemed to, and I can understand why it did resonate with other people, yourself included, but obviously the ratings that we've seen um, and a few reviews that I read that it, it really did resonate for people. But for me, it just felt it was like kind of in between and those two didn't work as well together as it could have. Fair. Um, I, I thought that the, the music in this one kept the narrative going pretty well. There were lots of um, good songs that sort of stuck with the moment of what the characters were doing on screen. Um and I think that that helped tell the narrative and progress it pretty well too. Um, especially, you know, there was the scenes of them dancing together in the kitchen with montages and things. And I just thought it was well done. Mm. Yeah. Good call. Um, did you go on IMDB to check anyone out? I actually didn't. I suppose most of the main characters That's, I knew. Um, yeah. yeah. No, I didn't actually go on. Yeah. Same. Um, so question time. Is there anything you wanted to ask? I do. I'm torn on this. What are your thoughts on the title? <laughs> it's a very good it's, question. It's broad. Um, it, yep. What are your thoughts on the title? We'll, we'll jump in now. So we do. I do put questions on social media to go with um <laughs> to go with the thing. That's so right. Okay. I, I wanted to. I was going to put this one at the end, but we'll talk about it now. So uh, yeah, who is the someone great relating mm. to in the film? Is there anyone in particular, or is it that you don't need someone great in your life? That you are that someone great yourself? Is that what this film's trying to say? Is that well? That's that's yeah. after watching it. That's how I take it. Like yeah. it's basically the title is basically "You Are Someone Great." Almost that's that's kind of how I sort of see it. Yeah. Um, which is fine with me, but I think still outside of that, the title doesn't. It's not a sticky title. Um, no. I just I even I have to keep sort of checking what the title was called for doing this episode because I just it just doesn't stick with me and and at the time I was thinking throughout the whole film like so who's someone great because if we're trying to say like and this is like the real romance side of things if she stays with Lakeith Stanford's character I'm like I don't know if he's 
someone great unless he's going to do something really good. And I'm just trying to, I'm like, is she someone great? Is that, does that work? I don't know. So it just confused me a little bit, but it was fine. I, I agree. Cause yeah, I was uh, talking to a colleague in the office at work and um, they're always interested in, you know, th- these types of films on Netflix. And I was like, I actually enjoyed um, this one. And I was like, Oh, I kind of remember what it was called. So I had to, I had, <laughs> yeah. to, ju- I had to jump onto our spreadsheet of the list of films to be like, <laughs> Oh, that's what it's called. Um, so I completely agree. Yeah. That the title doesn't really stick there. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, is there, oh, what, who was your favorite girl character in this one out of the three? Which one? I think you've probably already answered this a little bit anyway. The one that st- stuck with the most. It was, it was probably Aaron. Um, yeah. I, I, I probably related more to Blair than anybody else, to be perfectly honest. Maybe I'm a bit of a Blair. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Aaron, Aaron was the most interesting character for me. I agree. And I just, yeah, wanted to, yeah, I think I was on the same page. I think that. And I think I mentioned that before. I really enjoyed that arc of her um, coming around mm. and becoming open with her partner um, and being willing to to go and visit, meet her friends. I just thought that was a big step for her. Yeah, and I think I like Jenny. Like when I really think about it, the, the character's good. I just I don't I didn't love and I like Jenny Rodriguez as well. But I just I think she just overdid it and kind of annoyed me a little bit. But I like that. Like she's what a great character she is as well. Really hmm. good. All right. Well, um, we think we're ready to put this one all together where we come up with a score out of five to try and come up with an average. What, what are your final thoughts? Yeah, I've alluded to it, but this was just a movie for me. Not, not bad, not good. I was happy to sit there for 90 minutes and watch it, but I wouldn't rush back to it or, or highly recommend it. Um, I liked the characters and I did like they all had sort of separate arcs. I just never really felt a huge connection with any of them. And I felt like I was constantly on the outside looking in, which is a wanky way to put it, but it's probably the best way to sum it up. And um, I'm giving it two and a half stars. Nice. Um, yeah, I obviously enjoyed it a bit more than you did. I, I had a lot of fun, had a lot of good laughs. The chemistry between the three characters was great. Um, I enjoyed the flashbacks. Often I don't, and I thought these were mm. a good way of telling the story. Um, and, yeah, I, I do recommend this. And I was, I was as after I finished watching this, I was like, I don't know whether it was the mood or the state of mind I was in, but I was sitting there going, this is almost a full star film for me, um, but I'm going to give it a three and a half. So oh. I'll bring it down. So that gives it a, a three uh, for us. Which You're is allowed, eh? No, this is your set it up. I'd already decided before we started talking that it was only going to be a three and a half. So it's okay. <laughs> but I did, I did toss and did toss and turn. Um, so yeah, so excellent chat. Um, we're on socials, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're going to pop that question up is what do you think about the title? Um, and we're back again next week for a Spanish comedy from 2019 called Despite Everything. It's directed by Gabriela Taliaviani and it stars Blanca Cerez, Macarena Garcia, Amala Samanca, and Belen Cuesta. So that's what nice. we've got next week. You can uh, give them a good practice before next pod. Yeah, thanks. I will. I'll, I'll um, hyphenate them. <laughs> that, well that was good I, I was a bit surprised though I thought that you were going to be all on board but um, didn't work out that way no, I just didn't yeah it didn't drag me in it was fine I can't stress that enough but it just didn't drag me in that's, that's all good I'm just surprised that I liked it so yeah <laughs> <laughs> roll with it mate good well as usual it's been good and uh, I'll see you next week see you there mate <laughs>